0: Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 162. It is Tuesday, July 7th, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and Boston bans government use of facial recognition. This podcast is brought to you by Nwaj Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J Tech Good morning and a happy Tuesday, wherever you're listening to this. If you could like share, comment, or review, that would be great. And if you're in a HIPAA compliant business, please go to Facebook or LinkedIn and type in "Get HIPAA Compliance" and join that group. Uh, We don't have a lot of news to share today, but um, we'll we'll dive in nonetheless. It is uh, Patch. Wait, is it Patch Tuesday? Today is. uh, No, it is not Patch Tuesday. That would be next week, so we won't have much tomorrow either. Hopefully. Um first up on the Hill, foreign cyber criminals take aim at Americans working from home. Federal officials and experts are warning that foreign cyber criminals are targeting U.S. businesses and Americans who are working from home on less secure networks during the COVID-19 pandemic. Like those Netgear routers, if you have not taken care of that yet. Millions of Americans have shifted to working at home indefinitely to help halt the spread of COVID-19, placing them outside of more secure office networks and away from company IT professionals. According to a senior intelligence official, foreign cyber criminals are taking notice. We see extensive criminal use of ransomware, some of which are clearly Russian criminals. There's a lot of that there. The official told reporters Wednesday on targeting of American companies and employees, we do carefully pursue Where we see nation-state usage, that is certainly an area of intel development as well. Ransomware attacks, which have spiked during the pandemic, involve a hacker gaining access to a network, encrypting it, and demanding payment to allow the user access again. Uh, On top of that, they also steal data now, too. So the official comments were made in response to questions around a report published last month by Symantec, a division of cybersecurity group Broadcom. Symantec's critical attack discovery and intelligence team found that a Russian cyber criminal group known as Evil Corp was targeting Fortune 500 companies in at least one case potentially accessing networks of U.S. newspapers by targeting company employees. Evil Corp was previously sanctioned by the Treasury Department in December for allegedly stealing more than $100 million from banks and financial institutions in 40 countries. Mark Rogers, the executive director of cybersecurity at software group Okta, told The Hill He was not surprised that foreign-based cyber criminals were targeting Americans during the pandemic, describing the current situation as golden opportunity. So all that to tell you that um, those of you working from home are probably already being targeted and you should probably make your best efforts, at least, you know, stay in touch with your IT and, um, Ensure that you're as secure as you possibly can be. I know that it might be difficult if you're using your own devices and, um, you know, you're not on the network, but let's use VPN. Let's make sure we're our malware software is up to date. Let's make sure that our, our router software is up to date. If you have a Netgear, especially right now, um, let's make sure that our computers are up to date so all the Microsoft patches are installed and so forth. That's how we we slow the spread of any malware and any um ransomware that's out there right now, oh, and enable two factor authentication and use strong passwords strong password policy I should say on um, bleeping computer e d. p. energy giant confirms Ragnar locker. Ransomware attack EDP Renewables North America confirmed a Ragnar Locker ransomware attack that affected its parent corporation systems, the Porti- Portuguese multinational energy giant Energias de Portugal. EDP Group's activities are focused on electric power generation and distribution as well as the information technology industry sectors. At the moment, it was over 11,500 employees, delivers energy to over 11 million customers, and is the world's fourth largest producer of wind energy and one of the largest energy sector operators, both gas and electricity in Europe. On April 13, 2020, EDPRNA's parent corporation experienced a ransomware attack on its information systems. EDPRNA's chief executive officer, Miguel Andal Prado, says in a breach notification letter sent to customers the parent corporation immediately began investigating with the assistance of leading computer forensics experts. The parent corporation also promptly involved relevant law enforcement agencies. uh, EDPRNA says that it found out for the first time that its computing systems were accessed by unauthorized third parties on May 8th, with some information stored on the company servers later being accessed by the attackers. Since the attack, the company says that it tried to find all individuals potentially affected by the data breach. Until now, the evidence gathered while investigating the incident shows that the attackers were not able to access any personal information according to EDPR ANA. However, we are notifying you out of the abundance of caution because EDPRNA has its information systems, some of your personal information, including your name and social security number, the company says. As discovered at the time, the attackers asked the EDP group to ransom to pay a ransom of 1,580 bitcoins, which is the equivalent of more than $10 million or 9.9 million euros for a decryptor and to stop having over 10 terabytes of data allegedly stolen from the group's servers leaked to the public. Um, This, again, is, uh, you know, this is two this week already, and it's only Tuesday, two energy providers that have been hit with ransomware attacks. So it's obvious that energy providers are targeting are being targeted and um with that being said often have outdated systems that can't be updated making it even harder to prevent these types of attacks so energy grid needs to be on the lookout. Also on bleep a computer ransomware attack on insurance msp exchanging effects clients. Global IT services and solutions provider DXC technology announced over the weekend a ransomware attack on systems from its exchanging subsidiary. Exchanging is known as a managed service provider for businesses in the industry, in the insurance industry, but its list of customers include companies from other fields, financial services, aerospace and defense, automotive, education, consumer packaged goods, healthcare, and manufacturing. DXC Technology notified its investors in an 8K form filed with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission that exchange exchanging has detected a ransomware attack on some of its systems. The company reported the incident on july fifth, expressing confidence that it did not spread outside the exchanging network. For the moment the investigation did not reveal any indication of data being affected. It is unclear when the company detected the attack and an undisclosed an undisclosed number of customers was impacted by the cyber attack, denying access to their operating environment, reads the notification from the company. Containment and remediation measures were deployed to resolve the issue. In a statement to Bleepy a Computer, a company spokesperson said that the problem is isolated to a subset of exchanging business and the com- customer data was not compromised or lost. Efforts to restore services to customers are ongoing and at the moment remediation work is being done for just a few of them. As is typically the case with such in- incidents, the company is working with law enforcement and authorities on the investigation. This is also why there are a few details available at this time. So another MSP targeted and hit with ransomware. Um, looks like they may have a handle on it, but we will update as more info is available. Bleeping Computer also reports North Korean hackers linked to credit card stealing attacks on U.S. stores. Hackers from North Korea have been stealing payment card information from customers of large retailers in the U.S. and, and Europe for at least a year, reveals new research released today. The Fraudulent activity which researchers attribute to the Lazarus also known as Hidden Cobra Group of Nation State Hackers, used legitimate websites to exfiltrate the stolen credit card and data and camouflage the operation. Stealing credit card information from customers of online stores has become a growing threat over the past years. These are known as mage card attacks, and threat actors rely on malicious scripts, web scammers that copy the sensitive information from checkout page. So we've talked about mage card attacks before. Think... um, Think of the credit card skimmers that sometimes are found on ATMs or or gas pumps. It's the same idea except that it's done on websites and done with scripts. While investigating the payment card thefts, researchers at web security company SandSec discovered that skimmers were loaded from domains that served malware and successful spear phishing attacks attributed to North Korea hacker activity, Lazarus Group in particular. The, sh- the sharing of the infrastructure along with the Unique identifying characteristics in the code helped connect the dots and chalk up the card-skimming attacks to North Korea. The victims include accessories, giant Claires, wongs, jewelers, focus camera, paper source, Jit truck parts, CBD armor, micro-battery, and real ch- Real chems. The list is much larger, though, and includes dozens of stores. To cover their tracks, the attackers compromised websites of legitimate businesses to dump the stolen card information, according to Sansex Six. Findings The actor hijack sites belonging to an Italian model agency, Lux Model Agency, a bookstore in New Jersey, a vintage music store from Tehran. Registering domain names similar to those of victim shops is another tactic that appears to bear fruits for a hidden cobra. The image there's an image here that shows you exactly how they do it. Um, the exfiltration domains have been linked to DPRK, which is the nation state. Hacking group from North Korea. So DPRK cyber attacks by multiple cybersecurity companies. They served malware distribution following a spear phishing following spear phishing campaigns that occurred shortly before or after the web skimming incidents. Technocane.com, dot com, Darvishcon.net, AREAC-AGR and papersource and one campaign discovered on June 23rd, a skimmer on a U.S. store for truck parts had a double base 64 encoded string for client token. Um, so North Korea is taking, not taking down, but they're taking control of e-commerce sites and stealing credit card information from the customers that use those sites. And finally, on Naked Security by Sophos, Boston bans government use of s- facial recognition. It's simple. Boston doesn't want to use crappy technology. Boston Police Department Commissioner William Gross said last month that abysmal error rates, errors that mean it screws up, most particularly with Asian, dark, or female skin, make Boston's recently enacted ban on facial recognition used by city government a no brainer. Until the technology is 100%, I'm not interested in it. I didn't forget that I'm African American and I can be misidentified as well. Thus, did the city become the second largest in the world after San Fran to ban use of the infamously lousy, hard-baked, racist Texas technology. The city council voted unanimously on the bill on June 24th. And uh, there's a link here to the full text of the bill and a video of the three-and-a-half-hour meeting that present preceded the vote and mayor... Marty Walsh signed it into law last week. The Boston Police Department isn't losing anything. It doesn't even use the technology. Why? Because it doesn't work. Make that it doesn't work well. The iffy factor matters most particularly if you are Native American, black, Asian, or female given high error rates with all the mostly white males who created the algorithms it runs. According to a landmark federal study released on the National Institute of Standards and Technology of Technology, you know NIST, you know those guys, right? in december 2019 asian and black people are up to 100 times more likely to be misidentified than white men depending on particular algorithm and type of search commercial facial analysis systems vary widely in their accuracy but overall native americans had the highest false positive rate of all ethnicities so there you have it boston now another large city saying no we're not going to use this until it is 100 percent accurate um Clearly, it is not, and it's not even close at this point. So um, kudos to Boston for recognizing that and dealing with it. That is going to do it for this edition of the Product of IT Cybersecurity Daily. So until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay secure.